That's where your hope is tonight. Wouldn't you hate it if it was in Trump? Wouldn't you hate it if it was in the Democrats? Now, come on, some of you square-back Democrats. Go ahead and say it. Your party's as rotten as the Republicans. But, Brother Donnie, I'm a liberal. You're more hell-bound if you're a liberal in this day and time. We don't want to be a liberal. We want to be a Christian. I'm glad our hope is not in the church. Our hope is not in ourselves, it's not in money, it's not in politics, it's in Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Revelation chapter 20, verse 1. I'm sure that Brother Louie mentioned about Brother Jim Babb had come through the surgery well and um, had a pretty rough night last night, quite a bit of pain. Uh, quite a bit of pain again today. So they asked me to announce at the present time that there wouldn't be any visitors. He's just not quite up to it. Thinking maybe tomorrow, if he does, does better, he'll be able to come home tomorrow. Um, they would like angelic visitors, so any of you angels that are here, you're more than welcome to go. All the rest of you just send prayers that way. Amen. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I... I hate to notify you with this notification tonight, but we are coming to a very, very close end of the millennium. Oh, I know, I know, I know. But it has to end before we can go into the eighth day. I mean, I didn't go all the way into college or graduate from high school, but I did learn enough in primer to know that eight has to follow seven. So for those people who think you're in the eighth day and the seventh is not even over yet, I'm not sure you even went to kindergarten. Amen. But let's let's, uh, look here tonight and see what the Lord will have for us. I saw an angel come down from heaven having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand, and he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up. That sounds like a shouting time to me. And set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more. Till the thousand years should be fulfilled. After that, he must. He must. So he has a reason for being loosed. It's a must in the program of God. Now this proves to me and you that God could have done this second day after the Garden of Eden. 
He could have done this in the Andalusian destruction, not even sent a flood. He could have done this at Calvary. He could have done this at whatever interval in time he wanted to. So why is he doing it now? Because it fits into his program. So the devil ain't in charge after all. Now he'd like to convince me and you that he is, but of course he's a liar. Notice now, a seal was set upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. After that, he must be loosed a little season. Now we'll stop reading right there and resume the rest of it here. How many would like to be remembered tonight before the Lord in prayer? God bless you. Hold your request there, your need in your heart. Lord Jesus, thank you tonight for the opportunity that you've given us, Lord, once again, that we could assemble here in this place, which has been dedicated to singing, worship, prayer, prayer for the sick, preaching the word for all of these years. Now, Father, how we thank you, Lord, that we can still meet together. Lord, if I feel in my heart to start a revival next week and have visiting ministers to come in for two weeks in a row, we've got the liberty to do it. Lord, if we want to come and have a prayer meeting at whatever time that we wish, we're so thankful that we still have liberty in our country to do so. I pray, Father, that you would help us. Lord Jesus, may you take your word tonight. May you speak to us. May you help us to see the hour that we're living, the dangers that are around us, but yet the glorious things that lay before us. Help us tonight, Father. May we be caught up into your presence. May the word of God elevate our souls, pull us into that great place with you. For it's in the name of the Lord Jesus that we ask it. Amen. God bless you, saints. You may be seated. Now watch. We'll move from the binding of the devil in verse 4 into the setting of the millennium. Now John is giving a, John is giving a quick synopsis of what is going to happen here. At the end, <clears throat> the rapture is going to come, of course, the marriage supper of the Lamb, tribulation period, and then, of course, the sequence of events that happens. But he moves very rapidly from verse 3 to where that Satan will be bound. Then we go to verse 4, and I saw thrones, which plural, and they that sat on them a judgment was given unto them, which of course is the millennium, and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, which they had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years." How many believes it's a literal thousand years? How many believes it's a literal thousand years? It's not one day. It's not a season. It's not spiritual. But it is a literal thousand year reign. How many believes that with all your heart? Well, that proves you're not Catholics then. Huh. That proves you're not a message Catholic too. Now I'm going to let you wonder on that for a moment. Now watch this, so they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years, but the rest of the dead live not. Now what we've experienced going into the millennium is blessed and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection for on such the second death hath no power. For the first resurrection will raise the elect, of course, and bring them into that blessed time when it will merge right into the millennium. Now, I hope you understand Abraham will be in the millennium with us. David. 
Paul, Peter, Isaac, Jacob, the children of Israel, the elect. It's not just going to be the Gentile bride. But it will be the entire collection of elect from the Old Testament. Adam and Eve will be able to live in their second millennium. Except in this one, they'll be able to live it completely out. So it's going to be not only for us as the Gentile bride, but the rest of the dead now, all of those that will die during the tribulation period, the foolish virgin, the lot type, all down through the ages, the rest of the dead live not until the thousand years were finished. Blessed and holy is he that has part on the first resurrection, which the second death has no power. Now the second death, death and hell was cast into the lake of fire, and this is the second death. So the first resurrection will of course transpire and leading us into the millennium. What's amazing is that the first resurrection will actually take place at the rapture. But it continues on even though there'll be a three and a half year honeymoon. It will go right marriage supper or to go right on. And there will be another resurrection at the breaking of the day of the millennium. And whenever we come into that, this will, it opens, the, re, the millennium opens with a resurrection. The millennium also closes with a resurrection, which is the resurrection of the dead. Now, all of those who will rebel against Christ and His kingdom saints will not just be those that are, that are left in the time of the millennium, but actually there will be a, what is termed a general resurrection at the end of the millennium or the thousand years. So this is why that they will come about from all over the entirety of the earth. All of those who will rebel against Christ and his bride at the end of the millennium. All of them did not live during the millennium and rebel right at the very end. But for millions of them, they will be raised at the end of the millennium and they will join ranks with Satan. Now what we're looking at is all of the dead which have been held there in this time of captivity. Now notice this in verse 5. But the rest of the dead live not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. So the sequence of the first resurrection which will begin of course whenever we as the bride get our body changed. It will consummate going right into the millennium. Then notice in verse 6. Blessed and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection on such the second death hath no power but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years now you said you did agree that it was a literal thousand year reign on the earth I hope there's not any post-millennialists here or pre-millennialists uh, because according to the Word of God, post-millennium or pre-millennium or amillennialist is contrary to the entirety of Scripture. This is why we disagree with it. We are millennialists in that we believe there will be a millennium, a literal millennium of a thousand year span. It will not be one day. It will not be a generation. It will not be a slow increment of 
time which will be scrunched together, it will literally be 1,000 years reign on the earth. Now, once you notice this now in the Pergamian church age, uh, page 208, paragraph 1. So the church and the state were married. The church joined up with idols. With the power of the state behind them, they felt that now the kingdom had come and God's will had been enforced upon the earth. Now, notice this. And keep in mind, there's a spiritual parallel even in our own ranks that is so close to this, it is scary. Listen carefully. The kingdom had come and God's will had been enforced upon the earth. No wonder the Roman Catholic Church is not looking for the return of the Lord Jesus. Now, the Roman Catholic Church does not look for, preach, or believe in a literal bodily return of the Lord Jesus. So do you understand where that puts some of the message people who are in our ranks that do not look for, believe, preach, or teach a literal bodily return of the Lord Jesus? They are spiritual Catholics. Well, I didn't figure that'd go over very good, but it's a true sending now. Anyhow, now watch this. No wonder the Roman Catholic Church is not looking for the return of the Lord Jesus. They are not millennialists. They have their millennium right now. So then they're not looking for the coming of the Lord, and they are not looking for a millennium because they have spiritualized the millennium and they believe they're in the millennium right now and have been for a long time. So that lets you know again where the message preachers who preach that we are currently in the millennium, it lets you know they're not led of the Holy Ghost, they're under Catholicism. And they think they've got a new revelation. Well, I'm going to expose that right here tonight and let you know how old this devil is. It ain't new and it's false. It's from the pits of hell and it's going back to hell to the bottomless pit. Anybody here like to help me cast it that way tonight? Well, I can do it by myself. It's just easier for some of y'all want to help me. Now notice, they are not millennialists, which means they do not believe in a thousand year millennium. They have their millennium right here. The Pope is reigning right now, and God is reigning in him. Notice, they believe now, of course, that God is reigning in the Pope, so they're not looking for the coming of the Lord Jesus because he is here in the form of the pontiff. Well, some of the message folks believe basically the same thing. They believe he's here in the form of Joseph Branham. Or he's here in the form of Vendiel. Or he's here in the form of their favorite preacher, whoever it is. Oh, Brother Donnie, you shouldn't call them names. Oh, but I should call them names. You see, I'm called to defend the kingdom of God, and I'm called to defend the bride. And if I don't, God's going to make me answer for it. So when need be, I will call names. I will expose and do whatever I need to do. I don't need your permission, neither do I need the permission of anybody else. I need the permission of my Father, and that's all I really need. Well, praise the Lord. So notice now how this ties spiritually to those in the message who believe and preach that we are currently in the millennium, and that the bride, as it is being preached, is the seventh seal, and that the bride is the mercy seat. 
and the bride is the kingdom and the bride on and on and on. You see where it is, where it leads to. It is spiritual Catholicism. So you don't believe in the coming of the Lord. Then you do not believe and preach in a literal millennium because you are here. Well, please, whatever you do, don't, don't you all tell Brother Jim Babb that we're in the millennium because he's going to be greatly disappointed since he had a surgery yesterday. When according to the teaching of the prophet of God, there won't be any sickness in the millennium. And there won't be no mud, there won't be no winter, and there won't be no death, and there won't be no suffering. Well, praise the Lord. And there won't be no devil. Hallelujah. Notice this. So when he comes according to them, it has to be when the new heavens and the earth are prepared. But they are wrong. That Pope is the head of the false church. Now listen to this carefully. There is going to be a millennium, but while that is going on, he won't be in it. Well, glory. (laughs) There is going to be a millennium, and while that is going on, he won't be in it. He will be somewhere else. Well, let me just bring it on down. Some of these preachers around the message that are saying that there's not going to be a millennium, unless they get that spirit of error off of them, they won't be in it either. Because they're teaching contrary to the word. Can you imagine a person in the right mind hearing all the scriptures that we've heard, all the quotes that we've heard in the last months to prove the validation of a millennium? And you would look at all of that and say you don't believe it? That proves you're not born again. You'll not go in the rapture, nor will you be in the millennium, because the Holy Ghost inside of you can never deny one of God's words. Much less scripture after scripture after scripture, quote after quote after quote, the Holy Ghost in me and you will say ouch and amen at the same time. Now the Holy Ghost in you can do that. It can be burning your heart up and mine too, and it'll say ouch, amen, glory to God, oh, amen, thank you, Jesus. oh, at the same time, because you love it. That is, if you got the Holy Ghost. Now, let us look at a couple of things here. Uh, you know, whenever you go to study, and uh, we believe that our doctrine, according to what the prophet has brought us, brings us back to the teaching of the original apostolic fathers. Now, listen to me carefully so you don't misunderstand what I'm going to say. Most of the false doctrine and error that has sprung around our message is the misapplication of quotes of people that try to take a statement here and one there and one here and one there, and they put it together to be able to say something something that first of all does not have a scriptural background or a scriptural basis. Brother Branham was a word prophet. Brother Branham never come and brought us the tapes and the books in order to replace the Bible. That is a false doctrine and a false conception accepted and believed by many message people. But yet Brother Branham never taught us any such thing. That was introduced after the prophet of God left the scene, not by himself nor vindicated by the presence of God. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. So what was it then that the early church actually believed and taught? Now remember, uh, John is the first one to actually give an identification of date. Of course, the Old Testament tells us many things about it. But let's look at some of the early church fathers, what they had to say about this millennium, the honeymoon. Polycarp, 108 A.D. Bishop of Smyrna, pupil rather of John the Apostle, who leaned on Jesus' breast, he will rise us from the dead and 
and we shall reign with him. Sipaeus, 116 AD, Bishop of Hierapolis, whom Arrhenius said saw and heard John, there will be 1,000 years when the reign of Christ personally will be established on the earth. Justin Martyr, 150 AD, I and all others who are Orthodox Christians on all points know there will be a thousand years in Jerusalem as Isaiah and Ezekiel declare. I am an Orthodox too. Arrhenius, 175 A.D., Bishop of Lyons, companion of Polycarp, John's pupil, commenting on Jesus' promise to drink again of the fruit of the vine in his Father's kingdom, argues that this can only be fulfilled upon our Lord's personal return on earth. Amen. Tertullian, 200 A.D., we do indeed confess that a kingdom is promised on earth. Nepos, 262 A.D., Bishop of Egypt proclaimed the second coming and millennium kingdom. Lysantius 300 AD, the righteous dead and reign with them on earth for a thousand years. So then now this is some of the, the teachings of the apostolic fathers. So if this was what the apostolic fathers believed, then where did this concept come from that the millennium was not a natural reign upon the earth? Well, let us look in 373 AD, the Council of Rome under Pope Damasius and the Catholic Church taught that there would be no return to Christ to set up his earthly kingdom and that the Roman Catholic Church itself would gradually convert the world and the promises of the kingdom would be fulfilled by the triumph of Catholicism. So it's not a new revelation to say that the millennium is spiritual. It's not a new revelation to say that the bride is the kingdom. It is a very, very old, blasphemous, false doctrine that come from hell and originated in 373 A.D. Not in 2019 and renamed by another revelation. It is an old doctrine from the pits of hell. It don't belong in the hearts of the bride. It does not belong in message pulpits. If you're going to preach it, become a real Catholic, which is what you are anyway. Go ahead and get your turned around collar and baptize and titles and pay your allegiance to Rome because you do not belong in our ranks if you take away from God's word. Because God's word is perfect. It is infallible. It needs no interpretation. Come on, saints. Let's have church tonight. Y'all put forth the effort. I got all dressed up. You all got all dressed up. What do you say? We just go ahead and have church. Praise be to God. So then the Catholic Church was going to become the spiritual wife of God. It would be through them, of course, that everybody would come to God. This is absolutely frightening how some of the doctrines that have formed around this message have such parallelism to Catholicism. Then that if you're going to be the bride, if you're this and that and the other, you've got to come to them. You've got to come and get their revelation, get their understanding. This man's the only one's got it. And he he fights with this man because that man says he's the only one's got it. And that one said he's the only one. Well, while we're while they're fighting, we'll just go on. What do you say? Because you know what? I'm not interested in what any man got to say that's contrary to God's word. 
I don't care who he is. If he happens to be my best friend, well, if need be, I'll part friends with my best friend because I am not going to part friendship with the Word of God. And the saints said, it is not you and I that can say what is spiritual and what isn't spiritual, but we must take from what the order and the divine program of God is. Now, whenever we look at this message then and see what God did, it was a restoration of many of those original doctrines which is applied in the apostolic church. And remember, they were Jews initially, and whenever God brought them out, they had an understanding of election, foreknowledge, predestination, choosing, separation, many of those things which was already new to them or old to them rather, but new to us Gentiles. So they believed many of those foundation things, but yet God had them to go back and write because the Gentiles was becoming in and it was totally new. The concept of separation, the concept of election, predestination, foreknowledge to a Gentile, it was really far out. That's why it's really far out some of these Gentiles today, because they're not really born again yet. But if you ever get born again, become really a true disciple of Christ, then it'll be no more farther out to you than it was Abraham. Because to a real Jew, you ain't going to find to real Jew arguing election because that's the basis of who they are. Exactly. Now, whenever we look then at Brother Branham coming, he come to restore the right form of baptism. He come to tell us that there was not three gods. He come to restore so many doctrines that was found in the initial church. And the millennium, of course, was another. Now, the millennium, I'm not sure how much many of y'all have studied from a theological standpoint to be able to find how many people agree, disagree, believe there is, believe there ain't. It's quite amazing when you go to looking at it because all the scriptures that you go to study that speak emphatic of a literal kingdom, they will choose to spiritualize and yet come right down below that one and naturalize this one. Spiritualize, naturalize, and you think, where did they get the permission to even do that in the first place? But you realize it's another reason why that we needed a prophet of God. Now, it's not just that Brother Ram did not come to give us a new version of the Bible. We ever got the William Bradham version. We don't need a William Bradham version. What we needed was a clear understanding to the version that we had. Because God never come to do away with the Bible or give us an another Bible, but give us an understanding of the Bible that we already had. Is that right? Don't you love your Bible? Well, I'll tell you, if you're a real Christian filled with the Holy Ghost, you do. Because it is God's Word. And what the message does to me is make the Bible so much more real. Some of these folks that have left the message talking about how in love they are with the Bible. Well, that's part of the problem. They should fell in love with it before they ever left. And that have found out we believe our Bible. Now, I hope somebody's going to strangle some of you. I could preach right here for months on end and never read you one quote and preach the message all three times a week. Well, hallelujah. Preach a message three times a week from the Bible because this message is a scriptural message from God. That's exactly right. Well, praise the Lord. Now, whenever we look at Brother Branham, Brother Branham identified himself as being a millennialist. Now, there was definitely things about the coming of the Lord, the advent of the Lord, the opening of the seventh seal, the third pole, that enlightened Brother Branham further to the mystery of the coming of the Lord. And it's certainly not what the denominational people are looking for today or what they looked for when he was here. But yet some of what they believe was true, and people want to take every bit of the ideology of the coming of the Lord and trash the whole thing. Well, the denomination believe in the coming of the Lord 
me, Lord. So every bit of it's got to be wrong. No, every bit of it is not got to be wrong. And no more than the, the concept of a millennium or a future kingdom in the eighth day. But yet people try so hard to be so spiritual and they want to be, go beyond the spirituality allotted to us and they go to making things that are so strange and so weird and things that are just absolutely off the beaten path. And every man's looking to be his own type of a guy where he's got something special and elite. Well, my, you're just saying the same thing others are saying to me. That's a great consolation. Oh, glory to God, I'm the only one saying this. Well, you will be as far as I'm concerned because if you're the only one saying it, you ain't going to get me to say it. I feel there's safety, brother, saying what's already been said in the Word of God. Now, what did Brother Branham himself, now before we come to the close of the millennium, what did Brother Branham believe? Let's close this out. And the finale of it, that what we've looked at is scriptural based and of course message based. What did Brother Branham believe about the millennium? Now, what was it 472 times that he mentioned the word? And yet in every one of those times, whenever I looked at it, I could not find one of those quotes where Brother Branham said that we are now in the millennium and the millennium has dawned or a certain certain day the millennium started or the seventh seal you know 1963 when the angels happened and this done and grace changed and we're in a different dispensation there's no more blood on the mercy seat I hope to God they are because we're lost if they ain't well praise the Lord well the, the bride's the blood and the bride's this and where in the world does all this trash come from and it is trash it is not from the scripture it is not from the message so it belongs in the garbage can Hallelujah. Brother Donnie, why are you so wild tonight? I'm not wild. I'm just being normal. Now, notice this. So what did Brother Branham, uh, was his, his view of looking for the millennium? Was it going to be one day? Or was it here, right now, whenever he was on the earth? Or was it going to kick in in 1977? Uh, uh, what did he actually look for? Now, what's this in Patriarch Abraham, which is 2764? Keep these dates in mind now when we're going to look at this. That's all we care to know. God promised it. How is it going to be? I can't tell you, but God said so. He will send Jesus. Jesus Christ the second time. So now here we are almost a year after the seals have been opened and Brother Branham is still looking for the Lord Jesus the second time. So whatever happened in March of 1963 was not the coming of the Lord the second time. And Happy Valley said, was it a spiritual advent? It was, Brother Philip, but it wasn't what he called the second coming of the Lord. Now notice, he will send Jesus Christ a second time. He will come in a physical form. He will claim his own. There will be 1,000 years millennium reign upon this earth with him, with the redeemed. That's what he promised. And we are looking for that hour to approach. And the church said, let's all go to Dairy Queen. I shouldn't have to go on. If we believe the word, why do we need page after page after page? But that's exactly what I'm fixing to give you. Notice this. Again, Christ identified the same for 15, 64. Oh God, the old world is certainly sick all over and we're looking for, for your coming, Lord. And that'll be great. And yet some of our message churches will not allow their people to sing songs about longing for the coming of the Lord. 
What is it? Catholicism. Under the name of the message of the hour. God help us. I said God help us. We're looking for your coming, Lord, where there will be a great thousand-year millennium where the righteous will rule and reign with Christ. We're looking for that hour, Lord. But yet I'm considered so foolish. I'm considered so carnal. I'm considered so far behind in Revelation. And so are you because you are looking for Jesus to come back. And because you are looking for a literal coming of the Lord and a literal thousand year reign upon the earth, well, identify me with Malachi 4. Because that's exactly what he was looking for when he was here. Come on, children. Amen. We're looking for that hour. And we try to live like that. That this is the time that we're seeing the last generation upon the earth. And we're waiting for his coming. Oh, praise God. Don't you understand understand what it does? When you tell people he's already come, it's already over the millennium. Don't you see what it does? It lulls them into this sleep, this lullaby of Laodicea. Well, if he's already here, the millennium's already over. It's spiritual somehow. The devil is bound, but I don't know it. Well, I hope I, I find it out. I hope before long I find it out. If he's bound now, Lord have mercy. Hide me when he's turned loose. Come on, children. Can you imagine anybody in the right mind thinking the devil is bound? The world is insane, but let me bring it on down a little closer. Insanity is around us. We've got people in our ranks that are crazy. They're out of their mind, and some of them are preachers. Well, praise God. Question answers, 1964, 8.30, morning service, 1964. Now the next thing left is the translation of the church. The return of Moses and Elijah, the millennium reign upon the earth with the bride and the groom for a thousand years. And then the judgment bar, then a total annihilation of sin. It'll never be no more at that time. Nope, the seals never ended time. Or seasons until after the millennium? No, it'll still be time until after the millennium. Again, question answers, does the millennium have to do with 1,000 years? Could it not be a generation? Now look at this devil that was hanging around the tabernacle then. This question is asked at Branham Tabernacle. So you got people coming in, hearing Brother Branham, Brother Wayne at that time. And that devil was already there around the message. Well, I reckon I'm going to have to preach and say amen and clap and do all the shouting and everything tonight. That spirit was already around the message. Come on, children. Does the millennium have to do with the 1,000 year? Could it not be a generation? Now look at this evil thing. Maybe on a real, genuine, sincere person trying to take away from the promise of the Word of God. If God said a 1,000 years, God meant a 1,000 years. If God wanted 40 years, 10 years, 5 seconds, don't you figure God knew what to say about it? Of course he did. But God has a significance in it being a thousand years. It would break all types of the seven for it to be 40 years. It would break all the types to be 50. It would break all the types of anything less than 1,000 to the date. 
Can you imagine we go in on day one and we go out on the very last day? It'll be a thousand years to the day. <laughs> That's how perfect our God is. Oh my, could it, my, think of this. Could it not be a generation? No, a generation allotted in the Bible is 40 years. But the Bible said, the Bible said, but if you don't know it already as we go on in time, you're going to figure it out. What the Bible says matters very little to a lot of message folks. Because they've made Brother Branham a Pope. And you're a Catholic. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) And they lived and reigned, the Bible said, and they lived and reigned with Christ 1,000 years. It will be 1,000 years upon the earth because 1,000 years on the earth is only counted at time for the parable like to God is one day. 1,000 years upon the earth is only one day with God. As God counting time, how many understands that now? So it's the Sabbath day. It's not the Sabbath minute. It's not the Sabbath hour. It's the Sabbath days, which is what? 1,000 years in the increment of time going back to the old world order in the Garden of Eden. How many understands that? It's the Sabbath day when the church will no more labor against sin and Satan is bound for a little season, a 1,000 years because his subjects is all in hell. Oh, my. Oh, glory to God. Don't that make you shout. The, ch- the church that's on the earth is re- Redeemed and right in the presence of Christ so he has nothing he can work on it's not a chain as I said a log chain it's a chain of circumstance he has nothing he can do hang tight devil he's helpless and hopeless well glory to God he's helpless and hopeless he's helpless and hopeless just waiting for the resurrection of his subjects. He's not just wanting those now that's going to rebel against Christ at the end of the millennium. He's waiting for the resurrection. He knows enough about the word to know there's going to be a resurrection. What's he waiting for? His army. Just waiting for the resurrection, the subjects then separated as the sheep from the goats. Notice now, the church age ending. Watch how people heard these things. The church age ending and has blacked out. The bride is called. We've already entered into the tribulation period. No, no, no. Apparently one no ain't enough. Not heads need more than one no. N-O-T, not head. No, no, not, 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 not. I wish I'd have more time on this. See, the bride, when she's taken from the church, then the church age will cease. You see, well, they're saying, well, the church age is over, so we're in the bride age. We're, we're in a total another age. The seventh age takes the rapture. The bride age is the last increment of time at the end of the Laodicean age. 
If you got eight, brother, you ain't got no rapture for no eight age. There is no messenger for the eight age, which is what a lot of these preachers want. That way they become the messenger. Which puts them beyond Brother Branham. That's why some of them don't even quote him no more. They say we don't need him no more. Oh, yes, we do. We still need the seventh angel messenger because we are the seventh age. We are the seventh like Enoch. And we're the ones taking the rapture. Praise God. But notice people sitting there now from hearing statements that Brother Branham made. So in their mind, the church age is blocked out. Everything's gone and we're in the tribulation period. Now these ain't Methodist, Baptist, Pentecostal, Church of God. These are message folks that's asking these questions. Well, hallelujah. Y'all like it a lot better when I preach against the Baptist, don't you? You tend to say amen more. The bride, when she's taken from the church and the church age will cease. Laodicea goes into chaos. The bride goes to glory and the tribulation sets in upon the foolish virgin. Bam, bam, bam. That's the way it happens. When the bride goes up, it ends. Well, glory. Then the tribulation sets in upon Israel. Then comes the battle of Armageddon, which destroys all things. Then the bride returns back with the groom for a thousand years, the millennium reign. After that comes the white throne judgment. Perfect order of events. Until you get a preacher in there that's not born again. And then he goes to hacking and cutting and splicing and moving around. Why? One reason. To make himself something. Amen. We'll never become anything until we realize we are nothing. Not something. Nothing. That's the way up, right? Down. Now watch, after that comes the new heavens and the new earth and the new city. Wow. I mean, brothers, you can hear Brother Branham didn't say, when the millennium now, the invisible reign is going on. Have y'all seen Abraham lately? Any y'all seen Abraham lately? David? Really? What's the matter with y'all? Well, the millennium's going on. They've got to be here somewhere. Right? I don't understand if it's going on. I mean, I'm getting more gray hair. Aches, pains. And I ain't the only one. Well, some must be wrong. But it's all spiritual. Oh, oh. oh. I wish you could spiritualize these aches. Man, don't you wish some of you brothers could reach up on top of your head and there was something spiritual hanging up there about five or six inches long and you take a comb and comb that spiritual. Well, maybe that's what some of you brothers need to do. You need to get your spiritual comb and stand in front of the mirror and say, praise God. Wife, don't you see it? Yeah, I see you're out of your mind. You ain't got no head up there, son. You're, you're no hair. You're slugging a pumpkin. Oh, no, it's all spiritual, wife. I'm in the millennium. It's all spiritual. Uh, got to make you life a little bit before we go into this next part of it. Notice again, question answers. Will the millennium be 1,000 years? Harry? Am I nuts or what? These people, these people have heard this man say this over and over again. 
What's wrong with them? And who were these people? Message followers. What are we dealing with today? The product of some of these people right here. Well, I know some of y'all don't like it because this might have been your grandpa that asked it, but I can't help it. <laughs> well, the millennium reign be 1,000 years or just a count of time. We said, why would anybody that knew anything about the scripture, what are they trying to do? Spiritualize. Spiritualize. I got that one even this morning. He said, see? You ready for this answer? Everybody ready? It's tape. Tell me when you're ready. You ready? Okay. It's 1,000 years. I see y'all wasn't ready for that. Y'all just accept that that's a simple and easy and none of you swooned and passed out. Oh, oh. Oh, my. I love this one, Invisible Union. Now, we know that history is closing out. The world's history will soon be over. Then we're going to step into a new day to the great millennium. As one believer, I believe in a millennium. A millennium reign with Christ. A thousand years upon the earth. The physical return of the Lord Jesus to take a physical people glorified by his cleansing blood. That's what I believe as a believer. Well, praise God. Sound like we all believers here tonight. Brother Daniel, let's jump to Southern here in the Pergamon Church Age. It's the same one I read a while ago. Let's go to the Sardesian court here. It is the second resurrection wherein the foolish virgin come up. Notice they were virgins. They did not have the Holy Spirit, so they missed being on the bride. While the five wise who had oil became a part of that bride, but these people being a separated, God-loving people, trying to abide in the Word according to what they knew of it, and being a help in the work of the Lord will come up at the end time, they will miss the millennium, which you can begin to see by these truths is more important and wonderful than we have ever thought or believed. So one morning a man comes to Brother Branham's house and he says, the millennium is on. Had you heard about it? He said, no, sir. He said, oh, it's on. It's up here under the bridge in Jeffersonville. He said, brother, are, are you sure? And he said, yeah. I said, it's, yeah, it's on. He was standing there talking to him. A woman pulls out in the driveway. Hey, Brother Branham, you've got to go pray for my daughter, my son, whoever. You, you can't. He said, Branham? The man said, your name Branham? I believe that was the name of the man that, that, that was in charge of the millennium. Branham or Brown or something like that. And the, the millennium is on and you don't know a thing about it. He said, well, brother, he said, to be honest, I don't know too much about the millennium. Question answer is 1964. Too much? I don't know too much about the millennium. Oh, I said, y'all, what's going on? He said, I left my job. Brother Branham said he still had his work clothes on. Look, friend, how sad. Look how sad it is. People hunger for God. 
people searching for truth. Oh God, the damnation that'll hang on some of these preachers that's leading God's sheep astray. God will get his sheep. God will get them back, but hell will be turned up for those false prophets and liars that lead God's children astray. This man standing here in his work clothes on looking for the millennium. He said, well, there's some, something about the auto mission. The president, are you the president of the auto mission? He said, I, I, I don't want to think about no auto mission. Well, the millennium, yeah, the millennium's going on. It's up here under the bridge in Jeffersonville. He said, brother, I think you're confused. Oh, God. Aren't you glad in an age of confusion, God still got some people that don't want a bunch of foolishness and they want to take their experience back to the Word of God and they want to go back to what the prophet of God said, not just a quote here, but they want to see where it ties right in over and over and over again. Come on, saints. If the prophet of God grew in understanding, let's be men and women enough to grow with him. If he said, I used to believe this, but I don't believe it no more, let's admit it and move on with him. Let's not make a pope out of our prophet. Notice in the Philadelphian church age, the key of David was not David the king of Israel, all Israel. Is it not Jesus, the son of David, according to the fact that he will sit upon the throne of David in the millennium reign and rule over his heritage? Surely, oh glory, surely the key of David signifies it is Jesus who will bring in the millennium. It's not the opening of the seals. It's not some preacher in this message. Come on, hang with me. It is not Brother Branham that will bring the millennium. It is not Paul that will bring the millennium. There's only one that has the key of David, and that is Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Notice who has the keys of death and hell. He will raise up, oh my, his own, that they may share in his reign of righteousness upon the earth. Praise be to God. Will it be a literal thousand years? Is it spiritual or is it natural? Is it going to be a natural throne? Will it be a natural city? Will it be a people on the earth and glorified bodies and natural bodies? Will the devil be bound? Will winter time be gone? Will sickness be gone? Oh, hallelujah. Let it happen, Lord. Notice this in the Hebrews. He said, Jesus said, it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shalt thou serve. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus knew he would fall heir to them in this great millennium when his kingdom would come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now listen what the millennium will have and won't have. There will be no more shorts war. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did anybody see anybody out today in shorts? This week? Huh. But now according to the prophet of God in the millennium, there will be no more shorts war. And you all just raise your hands. What about some of you out on the internet? Y'all see folks out in shorts? Oh. 
There'll be no more shorts worn. There'll be no more drinking. There'll be no more lust. There'll be no more adultery. There'll be no more death. There'll be no more sorrow. And yet all of these things are more rampant than they've ever been before. And you're going to try to convince me we're in a millennium? What size jacket do you wear? We'll call 911 and they'll have a nice white one for you here momentarily. He falls heir to every nation. They are his. That's right. They are his. And he will fall heir. But Satan has them for a space of time. That is the day we're living. Notice again when Jesus takes over these kingdoms. We'll stack arms and never have no more wars. Praise God. We'll have no more fights or troubles. No more sickness, sorrow or death. When Christ takes over the kingdoms of this world. To set on his father David's throne to rule on nations until then. We're going to have wars. You know where we are? Until then. You know where we are? Until then. Why? We've got wars and rumors of wars. You want to call Israel and tell them that we're in the millennium and there ain't no wars going on? Tell them the people that got killed over there with the rockets been shown in for, shot in from Gaza in the last week. Tell them that's all spiritual. Tell them really them people ain't dead. Those children that got blown to pieces from the rockets uh, from over in Gaza Strip. Tell them it's not real. Tell them that it's just a spiritual something. Well, praise the Lord, saints. But why can't we preach it this way? Because this makes us like all the rest of the believers, Brother Frank. The real true believers. And we have to be so different. We have to be so unique that we're idiots. Satan searches for that about humanity that they want to be so different than everybody else they go so far out off the word mm. notice this in adoption Canaan does not represent the age of the millennium it represents the age of the overcomer the dispensation of overcoming because in Canaan they killed and burned and took cities. Amen. How many of y'all have attended a funeral in the last week, month, year? I'll tell you what, the next funeral you attend, go up and tell the grieving family, this is not real. This is spiritual. No, there's no such thing as death. This casket is not a casket. It just looks like a casket. There's no sorrow. There's no, we're, we're, we're in the millennium. wonder how it feel to get your face smacked by a grieving wife or husband standing by their casket and their heart broken and you're going to walk up and tell them there is no death going on. It is sad, Brother Terry. There'll be no death in the millennium. Christ, the mystery of God revealed. Then we see the time the marriage supper is at hand. Now, if I never see you again, remember the marriage supper 
is at hand. And then the kingdom according to the promise is ready to be issued in. The great millennium. The taking up of the church and the destroying of the wicked and the world under the sixth seal to be purified by the volcanic. The seventh day, the millennium cannot come until the earth is almost annihilated, almost annihilated by atomic and mixture of atomic and volcanic fire. Have y'all seen that? Really? Oh, I understand it's spiritual. Oh, it just hit me. When it gets 90 degrees weather, that's what's going on. It's them atomic spiritual bombs. And they're poof, like that. They're just bombing off. And, and they're heating up the earth. For... Friends, let me tell you something. We are reaching a place of such insanity. It has moved beyond from out yonder. And coming right in our own ranks. Imagine people playing a tape of Brother Branham serving communion and then getting up at the end of the service and saying, Oh, saints, what a service, what a service. Being able to have communion with the prophet of God. To have communion with the dead is spiritualism and Catholicism. If you ain't got the Holy Ghost, you better beg God for it night and day. That's the only way you're going to be sane in this world. Some of you think insanity is bad, this method is church of God. Oh no, some of the worst ones I've dealt with are around this message. And they're getting worse and worse and worse. Hide us, rock of ages. Oh my, notice the world under the sixth seal to be purified by volcanic to take all the corruption and sin of the world and mold her out again and bring forth. Notice a bright new millennium for the age it is to come. When we see all these great threefold revelation, God and Christ, Christ in the church, the kingdom coming, Adam and Eve redeemed back to the Garden of Eden and the representation of Christ and his bride, then the kingdom is going to be restored according to his promise. Praise be to God. Now by the revelation of the threefold mystery, the secret, by the personal vindicated word, by his original headship. Amen. And what's the devil doing? He's howling with everything he's got. Why? In order to get our attention away from the restored faith. So what's he want to do? His only weapon is this. Make you doubt your weapon. So if God has restored the original word and we've got the original baptism with the original gospel, with the original truth of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the original belief of the God-vindicated millennium, then what's Satan going to try to do? Get you to doubt your faith and say, well, maybe this ain't right or maybe that ain't right. Then he knows he has absolutely weakened you to a place you'll never fight him. But if you know where you stand, what you believe, it don't make no difference what mama says, what the preacher says what anybody else says if it don't line up with the word the prophet of God said they call them liars in the book of Ephesians because they wasn't saying what Paul said well a man that ain't saying what brother Branham says a liar I don't care who he is and how long he's been preaching mm. can I have a few more minutes there's a man you can turn on the light. See, at one time the earth didn't have winter. That's right. And in the millennium, 
there'll be never, never be no more winners. It's the wrath upon the earth. That's why the seventh day merges into the eighth. The seventh day is the first day since the fall when the wrath of God is lifted. Can't you see why this soul gets God's attention when people preach against his program? There's no difference in preaching against this than preaching against the cross or preaching against blood in the mercy seat. This is part of God's divine program to have a literal millennium, to have a literal Lord Jesus and a literal bride. It's part of the very economy and the very heart of God. When we speak against it or don't believe it, we do not believe what he says. Oh. Let me read one or two more because notice this Shalom 112.64. There What? To me, it's so sad. It's just so sad. The people in the message know more than Brother Ram did. And God let him be deceived. You liar. He ain't deceived. This is scriptural order. There will be a millennium. And this is one of the signs. The old will be young there forever. How come most of the old people raise their hands to that? I said, man, you young people, y'all better raise your hand too. You're going to need it after a while. Praise God. The old will be young there forever. Sickness will fade away and death will be no more they shall build houses they will inhabit them they will plant vineyards and eat the fruit thereof what's he doing going straight back to the scripture because he was a scriptural prophet and if we're bride we are a scriptural believing people Oh my, they'll not plant and another inhabit his son, take it, his son will be living by him. He'll not plant and another eat, die off and somebody else will take it, but he'll live there, amen. The wolf and the lamb will feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the bullock and a child shall lead them around. And there'll be innocence. There'll be nothing that could hurt. We'll be changed from what we are now to that glorious image of the son of God, which is immortal. Years can never touch him. Age can never do anything to him. He's the immortal son of God. And we know we're at the end time. We're at the junction. Not in it, but at the junction. Let's stand. I didn't say I was done. I just said stand. I'm going to let you rest yourself a minute. Notice this again in 64 in Dallas. Then in the end, it all winds up God tangible. God in Christ tangible. Made flesh and dwelt among us. And in the great millennium to come, God in the form of Christ sits upon the throne of David. Oh, brother, don't but you're missing. It's on the throne of our hearts. False prophet and a liar. 
He did not say that. You're adding to what the prophet said. It's eternal separation. Do you understand? It is eternal separation to add one word of your own interpretation to a message after it's been vindicated to be the truth. That's a direct quote. God in the form of Christ sits upon the throne of David and the church, his bride, husband, and wife together. Why, it's the most, it's enough to set the heart of a believer on fire. (laughs) That's the problem. Some of these folks ain't believers. It's enough to set the heart of a believer on fire in these great hours that we're living on all hopes and nations and everything else is crumbling upon us. Under us, we've got a kingdom. We're baptized into this kingdom. Identified Christ. So you see the whole thing is God becoming tangible. You see what we do when we spiritualize everything away from God? That's the exact opposite of his heart. He was spiritual and wanted to be tangible. And we want to take the tangible things that he's made tangible and spiritualize it. We're going the exact opposite of Godhead. His whole thing was to become tangible. Not to spiritualize everything. God becoming tangible. And on that day that's to come when Christ sits upon the throne of David and reigns in the millennium, it's God tangible in the earth. Unveiling of God, the whole picture from Genesis to Revelation. It's nothing wrong. It's Elohim materializing. So it can be touched, feel. And in the millennium, there is Elohim sitting on the throne. See, that's right. With all of his subjects around him that he predestinated before the foundation of the world. Feet of the trumpets. And Isaiah says, when that great trumpet sounds, when that ensign will be lifted up, then there will come a time when the great trumpet will be sounded and all the nations will gather to Jerusalem. That's when the millennium starts. The great trumpet. Then the bride will come to be with the bridegroom and the bridegroom with the bride. And then the great millennium and the whole world It's destroyed by atomic power. And there will be a new heavens and a new earth. And she'll live forever. Call me simple. Call me crazy. Call me dumb. Call me whatever you want to call me. This is what I believe. And you ain't taking it from me. Because I ain't a Catholic, neither Roman or message. We used to think Roman Catholic was the worst. I'm not sure. Future home in the millennium will be under the Feast of Tabernacles again in the seventh day. Then after the seventh day, we have a holy convocation, go back into the eternal hell by the eternal one that came and redeemed us and taken us back and letting us recognize that we are a part of this. Of course, he taps his Bible. This is the way we recognize the eternal by being a part of this. Question and answer is now, if time ceases when the seals were opened, 
If time ceased, now watch him, he reads this and then he stops and goes back and reads it again. If time ceased, pardon me, when the seals were open, then the millennium also is finished? Is it not? Now look how many of these questions, friends, are coming from message followers. Why do they have this scruple in their mind about the millennium? Well, I realize this ain't popular, but when have I ever worried about that? No, no. Time didn't cease when the seals were opened. Misunderstood it. And he didn't. They did. What happened? The mysteries are revealed. Not time ceased. Just look. Watch real close. Play your tape if you got it from a tape. But a lot of this stuff don't come from the tapes. They come from people who say they're quoting the tapes and put a filter on before they play you the tape. That's why a lot of this rigmarole is going on before people play the tapes. Get up and have an hour, hour and a half preliminary. And then play the tape. You know why? To put their filter on your mouth. And they get you all harnessed up. Are you ready? Then turn the tape on. Now you've got their filter on your mouth. Their old filter rag. And that's what it is, an old rag. That's what the prophet called it. So you'll listen to that tape through their filter. Well, hallelujah. Notice this, next paragraph here, 142. Time never ceased. This must be a post-millennialist or something that asked this question. A post-millennialist attending the tabernacle? we got a thousand years after the church has gone home and comes back upon the earth. Then time ceases in the new heavens and the new earth. The millennium is not the new heavens and the earth. There will still be sin after the millennium. The millennium is a type of Noah going in the ark and carried over. Brought Ham and them on the other side and sin even came out of the ark. But Enoch, the translated one, was a type of the bride that went up, not the one that was carried over. So sin will still be on the other side of the millennium, but not during the millennium but not during the millennium during the millennium is so is this what y'all are experiencing perfect peace oh just every day it's such happiness what's the name of your script what's your prescription drug name because you're on something Friends, we're, we're, we're living in hell every day. Every day. It's around us. But this day is coming. All my hope is in Jesus. Thank God my yesterdays are all gone. And before long, my home will be gone. Our church will be nothing but ashes. Your clothes, your cars, the place where you work, it will be totally annihilated. But it won't take away my hope because my hope ain't in my house. My hope ain't in this church building. My hope ain't in my clothes and ain't in my shoes and ain't in, in, in musical instruments and all that. My hope is in Jesus. So let hell come, let trouble come, let difficulty come. But all my hope is in Jesus.
Let's sing it, Brother Louie. Praise God. Don't you love him tonight? Enjoy the word. Come on, let's sing it now. Thank, Thank God, God, my yesterday's gone.
Jesus, all the armies of the earth will one day gather, and they'll pass before the great reviewing stand. They'll beat their swords and weapons into plowshares, and it won't be spiritual. It'll be real. It'll be real. It'll be a real line laying down with a real lamb. It'll be a real little child putting his hand on the hole of the asp. And the adder. Glory be to God. It will be real, my friends. Why? Because God wants it to be real. It's part of Him becoming tangible. If He wants it, why would I want to take it from Him? If He wants it to be tangible, why would I want to spiritualize it? I want to spiritualize everything that's spiritual. But I don't want to spiritualize tangibility. He's waited for millions of years. For tangibility. Why would I want to rob him of such a great desire? It must be something so pressing on his being to become tangible. Let's sing it before we go. Can we have a few more minutes? My goodness, it ain't even 9 o'clock yet. They're just, they're just having a big old time down at the bar and the soccer field and the basketball. And I don't guess it's football season. Whatever ball season it is. They're just having the office time ever was. My, it's Saturday night. Why well, say we're just sing and worship him a little bit? Let's just kind of get a little pre-millennium singing tuned up. Amen. Sing it for us, Harry. Praise the Lord. And the Prince of Peace will give 
Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise be to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, how grateful we are for such promises that lay before us in your word. Really, it's no marvel that Satan would come and try to snatch it from us. If he would send organizational people among us, we wouldn't even pay any attention to them. If he would send a Greek Orthodox or a Catholic priest or a Pope or a Bishop, we'd never even listen to them. But he sends people who claim they believe the same message we believe. I know they probably hear me preach things like this and they wonder what in the world is going on. What in the world, oh Lord. I pray you'd help them to realize what a safety, what a safe place there is hiding behind the Word. Lord, we want to just hide behind these walls of the Word of God. It was Eve's curiosity and Eve desiring to seek after some new light that pulled her out, Lord. That's what brought us to where we are tonight. But thank you, Father, for coming back to that great day. Thank you, Lord Jesus. May you bless each one, Lord. May we hold on to this. If I die, they vote in another preacher. If time would go on another hundred years, so these young boys sitting here tonight would be the deacons and trustees, and these young ladies would be the minister's wives. May they hang on to these precious truths. May they never give them up, Lord. You instilled it in the hearts of your people to constantly in every generation look for the coming of the Lord Jesus. That's why when the resurrection takes place, they will arise, Brother Branham said, just as bright with anticipation because they died looking for it. And when they get up, they're looking for it. Praise God. If it goes on for a thousand years, there'll be people still waiting and looking with anticipation for the coming of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Go with us now, Lord. Bring us back in the morning. If it be pleasing to you, meet with us once again, Lord. We love you with all of our hearts, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, saints. Enjoy being in the house of God. Appreciate the word. Amen. Let's do verse 1 again. God bless you. See you again, Lord willing, in the morning. All the armies of the world will someday gather. And they'll pass before the great review and stand. And they'll beat their swords and weapons into plowshares.